Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you reviews of the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On this episode, I am talking about the 1997 horror, space, sci-fi, classic, event horizon Directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, written by Philip Eisner, starring Lawrence Fishburne, Sam Neill, Kathleen Quinlan. <clears throat> In this movie, a rescue crew is tasked with investigating the mysterious reappearance of a spaceship that had been lost for seven years. This is a movie I watched on VHS in the 90s, a movie that I probably rented at Video Depot and watched in the 90s, but I didn't really like it. It's a movie that I always had the memory of like just not really liking it, didn't get into it. Um, but over the years, I've heard it brought up many times. Uh, more recently, I've heard it brought up as a classic space horror film. And since it is October... And I'm all about watching horror movies, reviewing horror movies in October, whether it's classic horror films, recent horror films, uh, watching franchises, ranking franchises. Uh, I was looking for an old horror film that I wanted to watch to review this week, and I came across this on one of the streaming platforms. This movie came out in the 90s. It's only little over 90 minutes long, so not even a very long movie, which is nice. Uh, and it's a movie that I've been wanting to revisit, wanting to give it another chance, obviously, because it has so many, as people have said so many good things about it, or at least hold it in high regard uh, as far as a horror movie, space horror movie, which I, you know, I'm a fan of Alien, which is another great horror space horror movie the first alien movie then the second one became more of an action movie uh but i prefer the first one uh to the uh the remake or the sequel to that one so i felt let me give this one a chance maybe i just who knows who knows what my headspace was in the 90s i was a teenager I, who knows i had all kinds of new chemicals in my brain you never know so since it's october i plan on watching a bunch of horror films I figure this is a perfect time to give this movie another shot. And I liked it far more this time around. Far more than the first time. So if you haven't seen this movie in a while, maybe it's time. Go check it out. Or if you've never seen this movie, it got past you, whatever. came out in the 90s, you didn't even know about it. I'd highly recommend checking it out if you're into space horror, sci-fi horror, things of that nature. Uh, this movie did kind of remind me, there are aspects of the aesthetic of this film that reminded me of Aliens. Obviously, both are horror movies that take place in a spaceship in space. Um, the aesthetic of this movie kind of reminds me of Alien, obviously. Uh, as well as, like, Stargate. There's some, like, Stargate aspects to it. Also, The Matrix. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne, of course. Uh, starts with text on the screen, right? In 2015, first permanent colony established on the moon which was funny 
When I first saw that, I was like, when does this take place? Does this take place in 2015? Because we are far past that. The reality of 2015 was that a failed reality TV show host was becoming president. That was like the actual reality. We weren't, we weren't, there's no moon anything going on in 2015. But then the text continues. In 2032, commercial mining begins on Mars. And in 2040, deep space research vessel Event Horizon launched to explore the boundaries of the solar system. And she disappeared without trace beyond the eighth planet Neptune. And uh, it says, this is the worst space disaster on record. Which, I would think people being exploded, you know, the, the many people that have died because spaceships have exploded would be more of a disaster than something just going just going missing. I would assume. I guess maybe there's no closure to it, so maybe that's more of a disaster. Uh, but to say this was the worst space disaster on record, a little bit much. But regardless, uh, in 2047, that is now, and that is when the movie takes place. Uh, this movie has some great jump scares in it. Uh, a lot of psychological scares, that kind of thing that horror movies do where you don't know what's real, what's a dream, what's a nightmare. Uh, that line between dream and nightmare and reality are blurred. Similar to Hereditary, which I reviewed on Monday this week. Uh, similar aspect to that. A lot of great horror movies do that, play around with kind of your... your uh, what you feel is what's actually happening versus what's happening in their mind or hallucinating. Their mission is to see if there's any survivors, right? The ship just came back out of nowhere, um, and they're, they're on a top-secret mission. They don't even know what their mission is until they're already out there, and then they're told, this is the event horizon. It showed back up, and we're going to see if there's any survivors. And... Uh, an aspect of this movie that I didn't really buy, uh, and I'm sure I would I'd love to see what Neil deGrasse Tyson, his critique, his scientific critique of this movie would be. Uh, but there's storm clouds in space with lightning that just none of that. Like you would have to have moisture and uh, atmosphere and uh, a lot of things that aren't present in space to have a storm cloud with like lightning. But to make it seem like a almost like a haunted house set in space it uh it definitely keeps that aesthetic let's take a quick break from this episode to talk about something that i want to share with you the many faces which is an ongoing ink painting series of abstract and surreal faces that i do a new face comes out every day however the big news is available now I have limited edition prints that are signed and numbered, printed by me, professional grade inks on the same quality paper, 140 pound paper that I use for the original paintings. So the prints in sizes of four by six are sold for $5, six by nine are sold for 10, and nine by 12 are sold for 20. Only five prints are available for each original ink painting. So start your art collection now by going to inspireddisorder.com. Take your walls to the next level with these limited edition prints. Once they're gone, they're gone. Go to inspireddisorder.com and shop the collection and take your walls to the next level. And now let's get back 
to this episode. Also, a lot of the people on these spaceships are smoking cigarettes, uh, which doesn't seem very safe as well. I mean, obviously, culturally, we've changed our perspective, especially with pop culture, as far as smoke. You don't see people, it's illegal to smoke indoors anymore uh, because we know how dangerous it is. And here we have these supposed scientists uh, smoking inside enclosed spaceships that have like uh, probably some would be worried about like explosions like I don't think you'd want open flames and such like having ash floating around in space with you uh, just smoking in in cigarettes in space just doesn't seem like a great idea um, but I like the sci-fi elements of this I love the horror elements of this there's some body horror and mutilation elements that I thought were pretty pretty uh, gruesome uh, I love Sam Neill I think he could have played his character a little different though uh, I think it would have you know if he played a little bit different there's a turn that happens obviously a lot of people are affected differently in this movie I think his character uh, it would have been more impactful if he played his character differently in the early aspects of this movie um, also great seeing Lawrence Fishburne as a captain of a ship uh, who, who would later be captain of the Nebuchadnezzar in the Matrix. So great seeing him in a very Matrix-like, grimy spaceship. Uh, so I, I, I like that as well. Many years before, or actually only a couple years before, he would be Morpheus in the Matrix. Uh, definitely some references to 2001 A Space Odyssey, which I recently watched that movie for the first time. And while... Not really being a movie I enjoyed a whole lot. Kind of boring. Not a lot happens. Uh, but I can see and I can appreciate the aspects of it that were mind-blowing, especially of the time. And you see how that movie has impacted almost every single sci-fi space travel movie. Uh, from this movie even to like Interstellar. But, uh, yeah, some great aspects of this movie. I really enjoy it, obviously. This ship that comes back uh, provides, uh, introduces a lot of horrific elements to this crew that is there to potentially learn what they can, why this ship disappeared, are there any survivors, what happened to this ship, a lot of unanswered questions. Uh, and then, uh, as horror movies do, shit hits the fan. And uh, when you're out in space and you're all alone, that uh, isolation can make it even more horrific. So I did enjoy this movie. I do want to talk about specifics. I want to talk about spoilers. So for anybody that hasn't seen this movie, you don't want to be spoiled. Here is your warning uh, that I'm going to be talking about specifics. I'm going to be spoiling aspects of this movie. Uh, but from the start of this movie, you has you questioning what's real and what's a dream. Sam Neill's character specifically uh, having nightmares about this cluttered spaceship, like all these things floating in space, which is kind of imagery that you see in 2001 A Space Odyssey as well, uh, at least the scene of the pen floating in 2001. Um, also has like this shrine to his wife. It's got like these 20 photos that are all like in his place where he kind of worships his wife, seemingly who's back alive on earth but then later seems to have p potentially killed herself um or at least maybe that's just his worry that she will do that but his wife plays into his nightmares uh, 
but he has like nightmares while he's in stasis, uh, thinking that he wakes up early, saw his wife, uh, who is, you know, you know, having crazy dreams of of his wife, seeing like her kill herself, all these types of things. There's also some uh, great predictions this movie makes uh, as far as their some of the crew watch is watching like home videos on what looks to be an iPad in a rugged case. Uh, except for, aside from the design of this tablet to watch videos on, uh, it has the functionality of like an old CRT TV that is, you know, using an antenna. And it has that kind of static that you would get changing channel to channel on a TV, uh, on an old TV, but except for it's from video to video on this tablet. So it's kind of an interesting seeing this ideal of technology which is also 2001 has flat screen uh monitors that they watch things on and they actually watch things in portrait mode which is something that only recently became more of a trend with tiktok and instagram uh, kind of promoting a lot of the the portrait mode aspect ratio the reason why i film my podcast in portrait mode um so it's interesting seeing that kind of correct prediction of where technology will go but still blending it with kind of the performance of old techni technology like seeing seeing anytime they have digital products have static it's like yes yeah, it's, it's just like they they're still trapped in the old ways of how technology used to work like they the technology has different issues uh, the stat the static that exists in modern technology is uh, very different and very uncommon. Uh, also, the design of the gravity core, like the idea of this ship, the Event Horizon, using uh, this technology to jump uh, from one place to another, uh, to instantaneously go to another place instead of having to travel there. Uh, over time uh interesting idea that is present in i think uh, it's so many different things it was a kid's book that uh wrinkle in time i think which became a movie that was really horrible let's take a quick break from this podcast episode so i can share something that can make you some money if that's what you're looking to do sign up now to make extra money doing user generated content you don't need to have a big social media following. Uh, you would like to get some free products to create original content like product photos, how-to videos, unboxing videos, product reviews, product de demos. If you want to do any of that stuff, if that sounds like fun, you want to make some money and get some free products, go sign up through Join Brands today. Go to my link, inspireddisorder.com slash UGC. This is the exact same service that I use to book jobs and get paid. It doesn't cost anything to sign up. You don't have to connect your social media accounts. Just prove you can make the content by completing their very simple certification process, and you're ready to make money. Sign up now. Go to inspiredisorder.com UGC and click on the sign up button on the bottom of the page. Once you sign up, just apply to whatever gigs you want in the marketplace 
go to inspired disorder go to inspired disorder.com slash ugc and see all of the content i've created and click on the link to sign up and start getting paid to make content and get free products now let's get back to the show that technology or that that ability for the ship is is done through this gravity core uh, which is cool. It looks like a little gyro that has intricate designs to it, which remind me kind of the uh, alien, some of the alien aesthetics, also the uh, Stargate aesthetics as well. But you have a guy getting sucked into that, followed by this like wave of explosions is really great visually. Um, and then they all start seeing their worst nightmares, right? And then that's what plays into... All of that. Sam Neill's character, I feel, needed to be more of an asshole. Like, he's the guy that invented this technology that went wrong. And they all, their assumptions of what caused it and what the problems are, he dismisses because that would mean that he messed up, that the design isn't perfect, right? Like, he should have been more of a pompous asshole more pretentious more cocky right really leaning into what i would assume from what i've heard uh you know uh, allegedly elon musk is like uh, like if you've read or there's a great podcast history podcast that i listened to that just did a two-part uh special on elon musk and uh like the type of craziness that that guy has um that he's had at every step of his life and career as well as his obsession with calling things x like if sam neill's character played into that kind of personality which of course we didn't know elon musk back then most people don't even know elon musk's mentality today um but if he had played into that kind of pretentious asshole more and like really talk down to people who are suggesting that his design, his technology may have been at fault for why this ship uh, went missing. Because when he turns, it would have he becomes like very calm and like you know, I mean he cuts his eyes out and all that kind of shit. But like it would have provided more contrast for that character and i think would have hit more to go see like a guy who's really pretentious and really defensive and like talking down to people to going to completely calm cool and casual with everything uh doing horrific things uh it would have provided a much more it would have provided the 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 whole Everything that he's doing at the end of this movie, far more contrast with his character before. It would have been a bigger change for that character. Um, so I, I like Sam Neill's performance, but I think if he had tweaked the, the first part of it a little bit more, because um, he's still kind of likable, even though he's defensive about his design. Like I think he was less likable in the beginning. Uh, it would have... You know, I think it, it would have provided more of a contrast than him trying to be likable and then becoming this this gruesome villain kind of character uh, because it would have changed it would have changed him from being very egotistical and defensive and and uh, looking down and talking down to people. It would have turned him into like even more cold, calculated, 
evil than uh i don't know i, I thought it would have been great it's also crazy that they hide i mean it's not crazy but they they use the morgue to hide guns and not just like handguns or whatever they like guns with like giant rounds that lawrence fishburne's character goes when things start going down uh and i don't even think they use them that much but it's kind of uh kind of kind of crazy kind of seems like aspects like they wanted aspects of this to be kind of like aliens where there's a lot more guns being used more of an action film uh but the doctor sam neill's character cut cutting out his eyes which is super gruesome um you finding out that the ship traveled to what seems to be hell uh and when it came back it became like sentient haunted which in in many cases similar to 2001 where the ai of the ship in 2001 becomes sentient tries to protect itself when they find out that they're trying to turn off the ai and and starts to defend itself um but this one it like this ship traveled somewhere traveled to another dimension and when it came back it was possessed right it became a haunted ship the ship became alive which i love that premise you know causing everybody to have dreams it's very very similar to like a great haunted house movie where people that go to this haunted house start seeing all their worst nightmares um the end when fishburn sacrifices himself to save the few people that are left is a great moment heroic moment for him uh the ship after everything of course as every horror movie right nothing is ever there there's always left open for a sequel for a franchise the horror is never gone the evil is never eradicated and you have even after everything after all the events the the people who uh return are still having nightmares after being rescued so i i like that you know the ending that's like it's not a happy ending like those people a couple people survived but did they are they infected maybe right whatever this presence was or did it transfer to their other ship who knows obviously i don't think there were any connective movies no follow-up movies to this but a great great horror movie great ending a lot of great moments you got you know guys being hung up like that was a popular one in a lot of 90s horror films people being strung up by like giant hooks in their back right like the cube cube no the was it the cube what was that one movie i forget but there's a few horror films that had that kind of visual and there's one where this guy is like split open his guts are all over the table and he's like strung up opened up hooks in his back skin being pulled off it, it very gruesome body horror stuff but i enjoyed this movie a lot more than my original watch back in the 90s you know it's a great sci-fi space horror uh the only thing i i would have changed just to make it hit a little bit more is sam neill's character i think i think if they changed that it would have made him hit more as a villain later on uh but still a great movie another great role for lawrence fishburne as the captain of a of a ship uh haunted house movie in space is great as well uh but i want to thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the ray taylor show i hope you enjoyed my thoughts 
on Event Horizon. Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more movie and TV show reviews. And join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on YouTube.com slash Inspired Disorder. Until next time, enjoy the show. Subscribe to The Ray Taylor Show on YouTube and everywhere podcasts are found. Binge the full week ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Purchase Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace out. Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.